Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to another Level Up English podcast episode. And this is a Saturday episode. So, my name is Michael, and I'm Glad you're here. If you're listening for the first time, a big welcome to you. This is the Level Up English podcast where we talk about English learning content, specifically from my you know, British teacher point of view. And today is Saturday, which means we are looking at a reaction. So on Saturday, I react to things I find online, and it's a little bit more casual. But we might look at some words and vocabulary as well, and have a little bit of a, a a chuckle, maybe chuckles like a little bit of a laugh at what we read. And today, hopefully, will be no exception because I'm looking at British etiquette a foreigner should know. So I think it could be interesting to see what British people say in response to this question. But I think it also could be useful for some of you who are thinking about living in or visiting the UK in the future, or maybe you're here already and this is coming at you at the perfect time. I know many of you are already here, so hopefully this will be interesting for you. If you are already in the UK or you've been before, maybe you can let me know your own ideas as well. Something that you have learnt about British etiquette. And this word etiquette is basically what you need to do in a society to be polite and to fit in, right? So it should be an obvious example: coughing in someone's face. <coughs> that is not polite. That's not good etiquette. Don't do that in the UK or probably any country, right? <laughs> so that's not good etiquette. But let's get right into it today. So this is a Reddit post about what a foreigner should be aware of. And someone replied here and said, "In the UK, it is traditional to salute a postman when you open your door to receive a package. So, salute is when you put your arm up to your forehead like a military greeting, very formal salute.、Um, so, you have to do that in your underwear as well. You have to be in your underwear. So, make sure you do that to the postman." I'm just kidding. Please don't do that.、Uh, this is a joke. This is a joke. So, because it is Reddit, many people are joking around, and this is the top comment on this post: is you have to salute the postman, <laughs> but you don't need to do that. That is not necessary. Don't take all the advice you hear online. If you spend any time in these kind of English, British forums, Reddit subreddits, that kind of stuff. You will see a lot of sarcasm, I imagine. So you cannot trust everything you see here. Another good one here is to thank the bus driver. Right, this is a nice one that I don't see happen in many other countries. And let me know if it happens in your country. But usually, when you'd go on a bus ride, you get off the bus, you want to say a nice thank you to the driver. And you know, if there's a lot of people getting off the bus and you don't say thank you. That doesn't really matter. He won't notice probably. There's many people there, but especially if you're the only person getting off the bus, it's really good to say thank you as you leave 
the bus. It's just like a nice little way to show your appreciation, to say thank you. I don't think there's any other cases. I mean, obviously, buses and taxis, obviously you say in taxi, but I don't know where else you would say it. I think what would be really weird is if you said it on the train. You know, sometimes you see the drivers looking out the window, or maybe the drivers are changing shift, drivers getting off the train, and to be replaced by another driver. I think if you said thank you, then that would be a bit weird. I don't know why. But I saw it happen in Boston, where we were on the metro, and I think he was a foreigner. I don't think he was American, but he said thank you to the driver as he got off the metro, and the driver said, you're welcome. But I thought that was a bit strange, like, thank you to a train driver? I don't know why, it just doesn't seem so natural. But yeah, say thank you to the bus driver, always a good idea. And this one I'm sure you've heard of before, this one is failing to queue properly is punishable by death. So basically, if you cannot queue up, if you cannot line up for something well, it's not really punishable by death. That is another piece of sarcasm there. But it is one of the worst things you can do if you don't queue properly in the UK. And as a British person abroad, I was so infuriated the other day where I was queuing in Georgia at the airport and a family, I counted, it was a family of 11 people pushed in front of me. And I was so mad at them because it was just me on my own. I would have taken one minute to check in for my flight. But they had 11 people, uh, grandparents, children, everyone, push in front of me so blatantly. And I don't know if this is a culture thing. Do people not queue in Georgia? I'm not sure. Or maybe these people were just very inconsiderate. It seemed for the most part that Georgian people were very friendly and kind and welcoming. But these people, oh, I, I was so, I've never been so angry before. Um, and I didn't know what to do because British people are not very, generally, not very confrontational. And I, I didn't want to get in an argument with 11 people. So that was, that was annoying. But yeah, always be sure to queue, whether it's queuing for the bathroom, in a shop, supermarket. Be really, really aware of your queuing and don't get too close behind the other person. I notice this a lot. I have, I kind of have an understanding now that different cultures have different distances for personal space preferences. But I notice some people, especially in London where there's more foreigners and tourists, people will stand very close behind me and like breathe on my neck. Really hate it. Really hate that. So just if you're queuing, notice the space between other people and see if you can kind of emulate and copy that space for yourself. <laughs> the one area where I think queuing goes out the window, this expression means we forget about it, we don't bother, is when it comes to getting on public transport. I think buses, people are quite good because people know that buses will wait. So usually people queue for the bus, quite polite. However, when it comes to trains and planes, people turn into animals. People have this idea that the, the train is going to leave without them. So you know, if you go on the London Underground or the, any train, people just cram onto the train and they push and it really does get quite annoying. I had it just the other day in Paddington where our train was announced and people were pushing me through the barriers. 
because they were afraid they were going to miss the train, even though there was still 10 minutes to go. I think people get a little bit irrational there. And the same happens on planes. Of course, people are pushing to get on the plane, but they're not going to go without you, right? If you're already queuing at the plane, you've made it. Don't worry. Oh, I wish I could say that to people. Okay, here's one more tip from someone who says, when people suggest meeting up, for example, oh, we must have lunch together sometime. It means they never want to see you again. So other people here have said this might be more than just a British thing. But yeah, it's kind of this, let's meet again, to say say that to be polite, but really you don't want, you don't want to meet again, right? But I think it does depend on the person. Personally, I want to be a little bit more direct and honest. So if I say to someone, let's meet up, it means I really want to. I'm not being polite. I actually want to. If I don't want to meet up, I'm not going to say let's meet up. That's my preference. But I know this is very common here that people will say things they don't really mean. Like, I really hope to see you again soon, even though I hope I never see you again. That kind of thing. So just be aware of that. And I guess you have to really get sensitive to people's tone of voice if it's very kind of high, maybe they're lying. Like, we must have lunch together soon. If it's very high pitched, maybe that is a sign it's not genuine, perhaps. But really kind of get sensitive to the way they're talking as well. Or oh, someone here commented a few really good London ones and more London specific things. But these are really good to share. So one is don't just get into the taxi to the cab and tell the driver where to go. I don't know how it works in your countries, maybe it's the same, but you have to ask the driver first and then only get in the taxi if they accept, right? So what I would do personally is I would say, I would, you know, maybe wave the taxi and look in the window and say, excuse me, are you free? Like, are you available? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, wh where do you want to go? And I would say, can you take me to Hyde Park? Like, yeah, no problem, get in. Something like that it would be rather than just getting in right away, because that is a bit awkward. Another one that people very quickly learn, but maybe I can, I can warn you now before you learn the hard way, is stand on the right side of the escalator, right? Especially in the underground, when you're going on the tube, stand on the right side. The left side is so people can move past you, right? If you do stand on the left side, people will shout at you and it will feel bad. So you will learn very quickly your mistake, but it's much easier. If I, if I tell you now, if I give you a warning and you can avoid that embarrassment, always stand on, on the right side when you're going up and down those escalators, the moving stairs. Oh, this one's really interesting, actually. Someone said, I guess they're from the UK, but they lived abroad for 10 years using another language. And when they came back to the UK after that time, they were shocked about how much swearing there is here. So they said, don't be offended. It's perfectly normal to swear. Everyone swears all the time. And I mean, it's not really my, I don't really swear personally, but it's very, very common. You'll hear people saying, you know, the F word and the S word, all these different words in sentences all the time. And it doesn't mean they're angry. It doesn't mean they're mad at you. It's just kind of how people talk a lot of the time, depending on the kind of person, I suppose. And their class in society, maybe. But you hear it all the time. You also hear words used as an insult, which I don't want to mention any today. But you might hear someone saying, oh, 
come here, you... Mm, and they'll say like a, a swear word at you. And it's really a term of endearment, right? It sounds like they're calling you something horrible, but really it's like a come here, you little like idiot. Ah, love you. You know, something like nice. So don't be offended by any swear words you might hear. I think one thing that I actually really like about Britain is this, how could I say, this awareness of people around you. And it's not always like this. And I think other countries, you know, maybe in Japan, it's even even more. But I think in the UK, it's nice to have this awareness of what you're doing and the space you're taking up and the people you might be offending. So be conscious of the people in your vicinity. Vicinity means in your area close to you. And one example of this is if you are queuing in a supermarket and you've only, you know, you've got a big trolley of items. Trolley is the British word for shopping cart. Shopping cart, that's shopping trolley. You've got like a whole week's worth of food. The person behind you just has like one bottle of water. And you can say, would you like to go ahead with me? You've only got one thing. And they go, are you sure? And then you go, yeah, of course, go ahead. And they go, oh, thank you so much. And that happens to me a lot. I've tried to do it back to other people. I think it's a nice thing to do when you're not in a rush, but you want to kind of have some awareness, some consideration for other people around you. Another thing, if you like to go to the pub, perhaps, when you get to the pub, take a look around at who is already waiting at the bar to order. And if the staff ask you to order first, you can say, oh, I think he was waiting before me. You, you can serve him first. And that's really nice to kind of keeping that queuing system, right? And the other person will be so grateful that you thought of them. It will be a nice way to, you know, maybe even break the ice and strike up a conversation too. So keep that in mind. Keep up the queuing system, even when you're getting a pint. Another example is holding the door open for people. Try to make sure if you're opening a door, you hold it open for someone who's walking behind you. That's always a nice thing to do. doesn't matter who it is, men, women, any age, it's always polite. And actually, I see this goes even to a higher extreme. It's kind of funny, actually, but where people are a little bit too far away, you know, you can't hold the door for too long. Like you can see someone's coming towards the door, but it's a bit too far to hold it because if you hold it for, you know, 10 seconds, the other person will feel awkward. They feel like they have to rush and... It's better just not to hold it in that case. But what people do then is it they kind of like push it behind them. So it looks like they're trying to be helpful, but really it doesn't help because still the door closes before the other person can make it. So I think even if you're not actually helping, just this appearance of looking like you're helping is important here. Okay, let's finish with a summary of what the person learned on this post. So the person edited their original question with a summary of the main things they learnt. One of them is Q, Q for everything. If you jump the Q, you get jumped. So if you jump the Q, that means you cut in the Q in front and you get jumped, which means you get attacked. So jump and get jumped. It's a good way to remember. Don't jump the Q. Uh, a cup of tea can solve anything. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a tea drinker. I don't really relate to this one so much, but I imagine you, it's always good to offer someone a cup of tea. 
anyone who comes to your home or is working in your home, like, hey, want a cup of tea, mate? And that will that'll be like music to their ears, right? It will be exactly what they want to hear. This one's interesting. They said that you guys tip barbers and hairdressers. Some people do, some people don't. That's interesting. I, as you can tell, I don't really go to the hairdresser very often. I cut my own hair, so I don't really know about that one. But I guess if you're not sure if you should tip or not, maybe just tip. It's a good idea. But generally, tipping is not necessary in the UK. Final one we can end on is just always say sorry. When you're in doubt, say sorry. If someone knocks into you on the street, you have to say sorry. That's just what we do, right? It happened to me just yesterday. I try to get out of this habit, to be honest, but I was going in a room, a man was coming out of a room, and he let me go in. He said, come on in, let me go before him. And I said, ah, sorry. But I, I think I should have said thank you. I think thank you would be better. But out of habit, I said sorry to him, which is still kind of polite, but yeah. So if you're not sure what to do, just say sorry, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well, let's finish today with a couple reviews from uh, Apple Podcasts. So thank you to everyone who has left a review. I want to do... I don't, I don't always do them on the Saturday, but I want to do them now so I can catch up with them because I've got a few really nice ones recently. So this is from Razan Al-Juhani from Saudi Arabia, who says, this is one of my best podcasts that I'm listening to improve my English. I thought that I should put five stars and write a review because I really enjoy listening to it. Thank you, Michael. That's so kind of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, like one of the best things you can do is leave that review. It helps me so much. It helps the podcast and it makes me happy. And it doesn't cost you anything, but maybe a couple minutes. So thank you very much, Razan, for doing that. One more here from Italy, from someone who is EF973, who says, Michael is competent and super kind. Perfect combination for a teacher recommended. Glad that you think I am competent. But thank you very much for that nice review from Italy. Welcome. So I'll leave it here, I think, for today. But thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. And I will see you hopefully on Wednesday for another episode of the podcast. Okay, goodbye for now. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.